listening to Nightlight. Yes, you're with Nightlight. Nice to be back with you for another inspiring program. Inspiring because we have with us once again Melvin. He's almost at the end of his fifth mission trip to East Africa. We have a guest tonight on Nightlight. Melvin, in the three months that you've been here this time, there's hardly been a day when you haven't been teaching somewhere. Yes, I mean, the Lord is so faithful. Uh, he's been taking me to uh, different small towns mm-hmm. in Uganda. Yes. As well as uh, I had a fair fruitful trip to Tanzania. Yes. And uh, it was amazing that wherever the Lord was leading me, the people were so receptive yes. to the word. Yes. And they had such a hunger. So, you know, my job became much easier, you know, when people are receptive and they're hungering for the truth. So, yes, I had a three and a half months of great time. Uh, teaching. <laughs> and mostly you've been teaching pastors, people yes. who can teach others. Yes. I mean, that's, uh, that's uh, my goal. Mm. So that, you know, when you teach somebody, they can go ahead and continue to teach others. Yes. Because uh, even these pastors, they're in the, even though they're very sincere, uh, they still lack a lot of training mm-hmm. and they don't have the resources to be able to get, you know, things like they do in the States. Yes. You know, the pastors have so much yes. they can uh, get the input from. So for me, it is exciting you know, to meet these pastors and to be able to teach them so that mm-hmm. they can in turn yes. go ahead and teach their congregations. Experiencing the born-again life is the topic that Melvin will be sharing with us on Nightlight today. But first, a song from David Senek. I never try to hide my emotion Some people think I'm too much commotion I take the river, make it an ocean Ride the waves if I get the notion Some people say, hey, you better slow it down Ride the waves if I get the notion Some 
Senec, fly like an angel. I certainly want to be alive at the end of my years, don't you? As my friend Larry Jelvik once said, I want to die in the harness. On a recent Nightlight show, I took you for a trip down memory lane and played a couple of my early radio shows from around 1979, can you imagine? And it included a song from David Senec. He used to record under the name of Paul Michael at that time. He's one of my very favorite songwriters. Anyway, it's great that David and a number of other musicians I used to feature on my radio show 35 years ago are still recording fresh material that you'll be able to continue to enjoy on Nightlight from now until Jesus comes. Or we go to be with Jesus, whichever happens first. It's Nightlight. What a delight. And we're delighted to have on Nightlight once again Melvin, who's someone else I'm pretty sure is going to die in the harness, doing what he loves to do most, teaching. You were saying that one of the your latest classes <laughs> about the born-again experience is one that's gone over really well. Could you share that class with us on Nightlight? At least the highlights of it, because I know you were telling me it's actually a whole course. Yes, yeah. Maybe you could teach that on Nightlight today. Yeah, this time, you know, every time I come back to Uganda, God has something special. You know, I think the time before was on grace and righteousness and the gift of righteousness. And before that was, you know, freedom from fear, you know, importance of our words. But this time, the Lord showed me that I need to teach a course on how to experience the born-again life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's what I've been doing for the last three and a half months. Wherever I was, you know, that was like the theme of my seminars was how to experience the born-again life. Because um, many a time, even in my life, even though I received Christ, I was born again, and, you know, I was a missionary, to experience that life on a daily basis was something that I really didn't didn't know. I thought, okay, you know, you received Jesus Christ, uh, you know, you're filled with the Spirit, and now... You go on living, you understand, uh, just like you used to live before. Of course, there are some changes. You know, whenever you receive Christ, there's always some kind of uh, tangible change in your life. But most Christians, they kind of settle there, mm. you know, and they, then they stop looking into what else Christ has for me. Mm. And so in John chapter 3, when Jesus talked about what is of the flesh, is of the flesh, and what is of the spirit, is of the spirit. He said, you have to be born again to see the kingdom of God. Mm. So one of the you know, translations for the word see is to experience. Mm. You understand? Because in this world, you can't really see the kingdom of God you know, with your physical eyes. Right. But you can experience it. And wherever I've been teaching this class, when I ask the people, oh, so you say you're born again, but what is it? You know, what do you mean by born again? And for them... The way they relate to it is that 
oh, you know, I used to drink before, or I used to club, or I used to smoke. Now I don't do any of those things, <laughs> you know, which is good in a way. But if you, even though you don't do some of those things, it doesn't mean you're experiencing the life that Christ has given us. Mm-hmm. It's like a newborn baby. When the baby is in the mommy's tummy, you know, the baby is limited to, you know, staying in the water. And the experience that she has in that world is very little. Now, when you're born into this physical world, now the baby starts experiencing things that she never experienced before. She can now touch her parents, she can smile, she can cry, she can, you know, start drinking, you know, the milk and starting to grow thereby. But unless you're born into this world, you cannot experience everything that God has prepared for you in this physical life. Mm -hmm. Now, that is for everyone, whether you're born again or not. Every human being has to learn and grow and experience it. Now, it's the same thing in the spirit. When you're born again, you start growing in the Lord and growing in the life that Christ has given you. And just like the baby, she has to, you know, be a toddler and then she's going to be running around. She's going to learn to walk, learn to sing, learn to talk. And as she gets to be a 10-year-old, she starts going to, you know, experiencing friends, schools, then the teenage life where she starts getting attracted to boys and there's relationships. Then you get married and then you have children and then you become a grandparent like us. And so you're experiencing life on different levels. But see, what happens is with most Christians, once they receive Jesus Christ, they're, they're satisfied just with that. Mm-hmm. You understand? And so they live for the next 30, 40 years. They go to church. They get some kind of inspiration. They get excited when they're worshiping, when they're hearing God's word. But then they go home and they fail to experience that born again life. Most people think, okay, when I go to heaven, I'm going to start experiencing this thing. But Jesus said, he, you know, he has come that you might have life and life in abundance in this life mm-hmm. and in the life to come. But sad to say, uh, Simon, is like, you know, First Peter 2.2, 2, it says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow by. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you get born again and then you get, you know, you go to a church, a born again church or whatever church they go to. And then they don't desire the sincere milk. Mm. What happens is they start getting into rules and regulations and what to do and what not to do. You understand? Mm-hmm. And so now they start into a, a life of Christian behavior. You understand? Mm. Instead of actually experiencing the spiritual realities that you can in this life through Jesus Christ. Yes, yes. You know, and so what happens is the Christian behavior is, so oh, this is the way you need to dress. This is where you have to fast. This is the way you have to tithe. It's, you know, you have an outward Mm-hmm. You know, a Christian behavior and people get satisfied with that. Mm-hmm. And then they think, oh, because they have a good Christian behavior, now God is pleased with them and God is going to favor them and he's going to bless them. Mm-hmm. See, that's not the truth. The truth is Jesus did not die for you to have a Christian behavior. He died so that you can have this life that he promised in abundance. And that is inside of you. And so, you know, when I ask people this question, for them it's like a revelation to understand like, oh, is there something more than what I've been just practicing? Mm-hmm. You know, so the Christian life is not about practicing, mm-hmm. it's about living from something that God has already given you. I walk this life halfway when 
that's a metanoia with I Want to Live. And on Nightlight today, we have with us Melvin, who's teaching us about how to actually live the born-again life and not just adopt Christian behavior as a lifestyle. I feel all right when I'm listening to Nightlight. Nightlight. You're tuned in to Nightlight. So, Simon, we were talking about, you know, as a child or as a baby, in this world you are going to be growing, you understand, and experiencing different things. But according to First Peter 2, 2, as newborn babes, you desire the sincere milk of the word, you know, that you may grow thereby. Now see, that desire and the beginning when you receive Jesus Christ is very, very strong. Mm. I remember in 86 when I received Jesus Christ, all I wanted to do was read and study everything that you know, mm-hmm. I could lay my hands on to be able to understand what, you know, the Bible was talking about. But sometimes that that thirst and that hunger can diminish once a Christian starts getting into this behavior situation. And, you know, they go to church and they say, this is what you have to do. If you don't do this, then God is not going to bless you. So people's concentration and focus is getting into doing God. That Mm -hmm. means, okay, if I do this, somehow, you understand, I will be accepted. So, they lose that sincere desire for God's Word. Mm -hmm. You know, like King David said, I delight in thy Word. That means, you know, there is a delight in the Word of God. That means if you thirst for it, Mm -hmm. just like you thirst for other things, then now the growth starts happening. Mm -hmm. And now, the mind is renewed day by day, Mm. as you hunger for God's Word. Mm. And that's what happened to me, even as a missionary, even though I was reading the Word, I was reading it out of obligation. Though this is what God expects me to do. Just like the Jews and the Pharisees, they were doing it during Jesus' time. They knew the Word inside out. But they didn't let that Word be conceived. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. So, So we think like, oh, I thought if I read one hour, if I write 20, I mean, read 20 pages mm. or like three, four chapters, then I'm okay. Mm. But after afternoon, if you ask me what I read, I don't even remember what I read. Mm. And see, this behavior of reading God's Word, this obligation, kind of steals that growth that God has for us. And so once I started uh, studying God's Word, not just reading it, but taking my Bible, taking other things and sitting down and just focusing on studying God's Word, I started getting back this desire that I had when I first received Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so that hunger for God's Word kept me searching for more and more. And God is so faithful. Simon, you can take one verse in the Bible and it might speak to you five years ago. Mm. You can read it again and it will show you something different. Yes. You know, it's like this layers and layers of pages. As you take one, there is more. It can mm. stand a thousand reading. Yes. You know, but sometimes people say, oh, I read Matthew chapter 4. That's okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. But then there is no growth. And so without that growth, people cannot experience the kingdom of God. They can go through a form of godliness without actually experiencing that born-again life. This class that I've been teaching is so exciting, not just to the people I teach, but even to me, every time I teach it, I'm just learning and I'm growing from that. Mm -hmm. So if we can move away from trying to be so perfect in the Christian behavior and start accepting the truth, and in Romans 12 too, it says, you know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. 
and the, the renewing of the mind only comes through the word of God. Yes. I mean, you can pray and you feel kind of spiritual, you feel like you're connecting with God and that's important. But for the transformation to happen in your life, you need the word of God to renew your mind. Mm -hmm. And that is the issue with a lot of Christians is their mind is not renewed. Mm -hmm. They have the basics. You know, they, they had the milk when they mm -hmm. were born again and they received the milk. But if a child doesn't really hunger for that milk, mm -hmm. it will not have the strength to walk, it will mm -hmm. not have the strength to crawl, mm -hmm. you understand? Or to talk because that milk is so powerful. That's what gives the baby the, you know, the antibiotics and everything that the baby needs mm -hmm. to be able to start her life in this in this world. Yes. Same thing with the Christians. You know, sometimes we take the uh, the milk and then we stay with the milk. We are not continuing to try other foods. Mm -hmm. You know, so we don't eat meat, mm -hmm. and so we don't have that kind of strength that adult Christians need to have. Yes. It's almost like you know. They are in a baby class or they are in a kindergarten or a nursery where they need to get fed. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's good when you go to church and the pastor teaches you a verse, but that's not enough for you. Mm. If you really want to experience that life, you need to go back home and study the scriptures on that verse. And today with the internet and the Bible online and on your phone, you can use it wherever and you can study God's word. And as you study, Simon, now you are getting strength to experience different levels of the born-again life. Wow. Otherwise, you stay in one place and somebody has to keep feeding you for the rest of your life. And you're not growing into that strength mm. that God wants you to have to experience other things like different kinds of dimensions. Mm. So as you grow in the Word and in the Lord and in a relationship with Christ, you're going to the next level. You know, and there, as you experience things and you learn, you're experiencing another dimension in the born again life. Wow! You understand? Otherwise, it is it's just a obligation, you know. And you're so fearful that if I don't read, if I don't tithe, if I don't do this, see, there's no joy in that. Mm -mm. You know, it's like a bondage. I'm not saying you shouldn't tithe or you shouldn't fast, or whatever. But there's something greater for a Christian than all of that Christian behavior that is so much emphasized today in the church. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you don't have the behavior, then you're almost kicked out of the church. So one of the ways I started experiencing Simon uh, this born again life, and one of the most important things, is uh, identity in Christ. We had a class on that I think last year or the year before. Yes, and you had recorded it. But that is your starting point. That means once you're born again, now you have a new identity. That means you, you are now a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. And now the way you think, the way you act, the way you believe is different from what you were before. Mm -hmm. You understand? All my life, you know, I, I was walking by sight. I yes. hardly, I only re called on faith when I had something really uh, like an emergency or I needed God to do something special in my life, then I went into the realm of faith. Mm -hmm. And I said, God, now you have to do this because your word says so and so. But I didn't live my life on a daily basis by faith. Everything that I was living by was controlled by my carnal mind, mm -hmm. my five senses, you understand, mm -hmm. which the Bible calls uh, the carnal man. But what happens is uh, sometimes... I heard this in Varara, uh, I think, when you, were, when you were teaching, one of the ladies stood up and said something about carnal Christians. Right. You know, they are not going to go to heaven. 
and I didn't have time to explain to her. But see, in her mind, what she thinks is, oh, because I don't do this, 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 and this, mm-hmm. I'm not a carnal person. Right. But carnality is not about what you eat or drink. Carnality is about your carnal mind. Yes. And the Bible says your carnal mind is enmity with, with God. And so I was walking a lot. I mean, I still walk to some extent in my carnal, you know, because I'm learning and I'm growing. But the carnal mind is an enemy to your born-again life. Mm-hmm. You understand? So as long as we are walking in a carnal mind, making decisions based on a carnal mind and not on faith, then it's going to be very hard for you to experience that born-again life. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus said, you know, you are not of the world, but I have chosen, taken you out of the world. Mm-hmm. See, there's a taking away from this world. And that is what your mind is all about. You know, we mm-hmm. read that in uh, Ephesians chapter 2. He has raised us to be seated in heavenly places. Mm-hmm. Now, the heavenly places, you can only be seated if you're walking by faith and not by sight. See, you can read the verse and think, hey, I'm seated in heavenly places, but as long as you're driven, you know, by the decisions that you make based on your carnal mind, this dimension of the born-again experience will not become a reality mm-hmm. in your life. And so for me, it's like now, I'm so excited. Oh, I received Christ in 1986. I learned a lot in the last 30 years. But now I'm so excited. I want to go to the next level. Oh God, what mm-hmm. is that that you have? You know, the dimensions that God wants me to, to go. Well, every time we talk about sitting with the Lord in heavenly places, I can't help but play this song from Emmanuel Gilligan. you speak righteous in all that you do in all of the world there is nobody righteous but you righteous are the things that you say righteous the thoughts of your mind so righteous to me every day no one is as loving and kind you're righteous Embracing 
So Simon, we were talking, uh, talking about you know we are seated in heavenly places, you know in Ephesians it talks very clearly and it says we are not walking after the discourse of this world that yes. we used to walk. Now that course, a lot of times we misinterpret it and we think that course means again all the carnal you know physical things that we do, mm. but that course is that we are walking, we were walking as Gentiles, you understand, in the vanity of our mind. And see, that is the course that Paul was talking about. And so as long as we are walking in that course, even though you're a Christian, you're born again, you are loved by God, God will still supply all your needs and things that he's promised you, you will die and you will go to heaven. That, that will not change. Mm. But what the scriptures are telling us is that while you're here, mm -hmm. what are you experiencing? You understand? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when I teach, I talk about the two camps. One is the camp of, of faith, and the other one is the camp of death. In, in uh, Romans 5.17, it says, Through Adam, death ruled mm -hmm. in our lives. But if you have received the gift of righteousness, then in this world, you will rule through Jesus Christ. Sometimes what happens is we think death means, oh, when you die. Mm -hmm. But it's talking about when you're actually alive. And so if you look at the list of death, it's like, you know, you have fear, you have worry, you have anxiety, criticalness, you know, you're depressed, you have uh, unforgiveness, bitterness, all of those negative qualities, mm. it's not coming from God's word. Mm -hmm. You don't see one place in the New Testament or in the Old Testament where it says these will come, you know, through God's word. No, it is not. It's coming through someone called Satan. Mm -hmm. And so he kind of rules his death in mm. our life. Mm. And if you look at this, you know, on the camp of faith, faith makes impossible things possible. You know, faith makes God do the things that you want him to do. Mm. Your faith is the one that access everything that Jesus died for you to have through grace. But instead of focusing on our faith, sometimes we are focusing on our behavior, which basically will bring death. Mm. Because your Christian behavior is for for man-pleasing, mm. you understand? It's not so much to please God because the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm -hmm. You know, he that cometh to God must believe that he's a reward and rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So instead of spending so much time trying to perfect our Christian behavior, if we start going into faith mm. and through God's word, start growing in faith mm. now, you're accessing that born-again life that Jesus died for you to have. Mm. And it's not a one-day thing. Mm. You know, it's not going to be like, okay, you flick your fingers and now you're experiencing it. There are levels of dimension. There's levels of growth. 
just like a baby is growing from one, you know, she has to crawl, then she walks, then she runs, she rides a bicycle. You know, you can't go from crawling to riding a bicycle. Mm -hmm. Same thing in the spiritual realm. You can't just jump from one place to another. You have to go through that course of the Spirit of God and not the course of this world. You understand? So mm -hmm. faith is a, is a very important aspect of experiencing this born-again life. So this new identity that Christ has given us gives us the access to know who you are in Christ. Yes. And now you know you are no more part of this world. Mm -hmm. So your, your desires, your goals, your ambitions in life changes mm -hmm. from being a materialistic-oriented person. You start becoming more and more uh, God-conscious and yes. Christ-conscious and to live a life that God wants us to live. With happiness, with joy, you know, you can have fun in Christ. I mean, I have so much fun loving Jesus and doing mm -hmm. the things that he wants me to do. Because sometimes, you know, as teenagers, I thought, oh, if you go close to God, that means it's finished. Mm -hmm. Your life is like over. And still today, many Christians think that way. But once you move from the physical realm, you know, and you start renewing your mind, and now the mind of Christ, which is in you, starts taking control. Mm -hmm. And that is when the born-again life started to experience. You're with Nightlight. Now, let's go to Hebrews 11, 6. It says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Yes, so, you know, we do so many things in the in the flesh to please God. We think, okay, if I go to church regularly or if I fast regularly, if I do all of these things, God is pleased with us. No, God is pleased with you because of your faith. Mm. You have to have that faith. And now that faith is what lets God's grace move into your life. Mm -hmm. And without faith, it's impossible to please Him. And the Bible says, the just shall live by faith. Now, who is the just? Just is the saved believers? Yes. Well, just is the ones who are justified by faith. You know, as long as you're trying to justify by your good works, you understand, and trying to please God by doing all the right things, you're not justified by faith. Mm -hmm. Faith means something that you cannot see. Right. And that is the blood of Jesus Christ. And so by the blood of Jesus Christ, we are justified. And it says in uh, Romans 5.1. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. See, now that is a starting point also how to experience that. Because most Christians don't experience a born-again life because they're fearful that God is still upset with them. God is still looking out and watching everything that you do, like in the Old Testament, and if you don't do the right thing, and if you mess up, He's going to be angry and He's going to, you know, somehow punish you. What people don't understand is in the New, in the New Testament, there is no punishment of God because Jesus took all our punishment. You understand? Mm -hmm. So God doesn't punish His children in the New Testament. He trains them. You understand, something we are, when we are doing something that is not exactly right and not loving, you know, the Holy Spirit will start convicting us. And sometimes if you don't listen to the conviction, the Lord might, you know, give you a little spanking mm -hmm. or something in, for you to come back to what God wants you to mm -hmm. do. It's mainly for your sake. It's not for God's sake. Yes. It's so that you can be happier in this road than on the road that you were going. It's all done for out of love for us. 
But as long as we start thinking that we have to perform in order for God to love us or to take care of us or mm-hmm. to supply our needs, that is where you can't experience the born-again life. Mm-hmm. Because first of all, you have to believe you're a child of God, and now your status is changed from the Old Testament being a slave or a servant of God to being a child of God, and now you're experiencing everything that Jesus died for you to have. And Simon, the funny thing is, faith will only release what Jesus has already provided through grace. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So everything that I receive from God through faith is something that God has already deposited through Jesus Christ. Whether it's peace, whether it's love, whether it's supply, whether it's my healing, whether it is you know a victory for my sorrows, my grief, Jesus bore all of them. So that today, all I have to do is access it. Mm-hmm. And that's how the new born again life, you start to experiencing it to the full. I'm not saying Christians are not experiencing it. They are experiencing it to a degree, to a percentage. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and life in abundance. It's not just a little bit, Mm -hmm. but a complete thing. Mm -hmm. And for me, most of my teachings now is based on how to experience that. So I was talking about the identity. Once you know you are a child of of God, you are the family of God, and now you have an inheritance, you understand? Mm -hmm. God is supplying everything through Jesus Christ. Once you accept that truth, now your mind is renewed with that particular truth. Mm -hmm. And now you see a transformation in your life. You understand? Mm. Like the desires that you had for, you know, maybe getting three more cars when you already have two Mm. or a bigger house. All of those are good, but it will not give you the born again life. Mm -hmm. It will be like walking like the Gentiles in the vanity of the mind. Mm -hmm. And so faith is one of the key things that we need in the New Testament in order for us to access that grace and also to know that God has peace with us. Mm. Peace means He's not mad at us. Mm-hmm. He's not in war at, with us. He's not against us, but he's for us. And he loves us so much. See, once you get that truth ingrained into your carnal thinking, now your carnal mind will start, you know, experiencing the mind of Christ. And soon, that's where the growth comes. Everything that we are learning and growing in the spirit comes through our mind. Mm-hmm. Faith is a very important aspect. And so to have that born-again life, we need to learn how to walk by faith and not by sight.
Walk with Jesus from her album Blessed Assurance. That's Christy Gibson. Nightlight. You're listening to an international edition of Nightlight, shining God's love light to the world. And with us on the program, we have Melvin, who's teaching us on a very important topic, and that's living the born again life. Melvin, what else do you have to share with us on this topic? Yes, so Simon, I was talking, uh, you know, about faith and how faith is so important to this, experiencing this this life. You understand? Because uh, Jesus said you have to be able to be born again into the spirit world, and in the spirit, the rules, the the laws that govern the spiritual realm is not the physical ones. You understand? Yes. So there are certain laws that God put, not the Old Testament laws, but like the New Testament, how the, how faith works. Mm-hmm. You understand? It's like in the physical world, you throw something up, you know, it's a law of gravity that it will come down. Yes. You understand? And, and like if you, you're speeding down a road, at, uh, you know, 100 miles, and you try to turn a 90 degree turn with 100 miles, you mm-hmm. will crash. See, right. those are the laws that govern the physical realm of our lives. Just like that, we, you know, there are laws in the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. And so, unless you tap into those laws and you know what those laws are, you will not be able to experience everything that Jesus has for us. And one of the laws is that you need to have faith. Now, when we talk about faith, people think, oh, that is for Paul and Peter and, you know, Moses and whatever you want to call them. But it is for a child of God. Mm-hmm. And faith basically means that you are magnifying, uh, valuing the Word of God more than the physical things that you see. Mm-hmm. That's basically what faith is. And as your faith grows by hearing and reading the Word of God, 
you start valuing the word of God more than your natural circumstances. You understand? Mm. And see, that's what faith is all about. Mm. For a long time, I thought, oh, I need to have this great faith. I have to have this great faith. Mm-hmm. I have to have this great faith. But Jesus said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, which is so tiny, you can move a mountain. Mm. And if you doubt not, that means if you don't have unbelief. He's not talking about a great faith you need. So for our daily living, all we need is a small faith, less than a mustard seed. Mm. But what you're doing is you're valuing and magnifying the Word of God. You're taking the Word of God. See, when I have financial problems, I just take the Word of God and say, God, you said you will supply all my needs according to your riches, not my riches, Mm -hmm. through Jesus Christ. And see, now I'm valuing that Word and saying, God, this is what you promised. Or Jesus said, you know, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Mm-hmm. See, now you start valuing the word of God against your financial problems. Mm-hmm. And now your mindset is changed. You start having peace. You start accessing the grace that God has. See, it's as simple as that. But sometimes faith is taught like some complicated thing. You understand <laughs> that you have to sit cross-legged for you know for months, and you mm-hmm. have to do this and that before you get it. No, it's basically taking the word of God and valuing it against the natural circumstances. Right. The Bible says uh, Abraham, you know, when God told him that you're going to have a son, uh, he considered not his body. Mm which was dead in the, you know, in the sense of producing a child, and his wife, who was 90 years old, and he was 99. So when he valued what God said against his natural things, his natural things were so strong. Your five senses says, no, you cannot have a baby. Mm-hmm. But what he did is he valued the word of God about that, and he said he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, you see? And so you have faith, but then your unbelief is stronger. So all, all Abraham did was to just take God's word at what he said. Mm-hmm. And everything that spoke to him with his five senses, he just, he just refused to listen to that. He refused to accept it. Mm. Even if his wife might have told him, hey, what are we doing? But he just stood on the word of God. And now he experienced the fruit of, of that faith. But sometimes when we think of Abraham, we think Abraham as, oh, this mighty man of faith. Mm -hmm. But all he is doing practically is valuing God's word against natural circumstances. Mm -hmm. And see now, as long as we start valuing our natural circumstances and our physical conditions, and we value it and we magnify it and we uplift it above God's word, you will not experience it. Mm -hmm. And you can't even please God. You understand? You can yes. pray, you can worship the Lord, which is good. He's happy with that. But when it comes to your faith, he's looking at, hey, do you value me and my word more than your natural circumstances? Mm-hmm. And that sometimes is called the vanity of the mind mm. because you're going by your natural circumstances and not by the word of God. You're right. It's nightlight. So Simon, if you just read... 17 and 18 from uh, Ephesians 4 17 and 18 says this I say therefore and testify in the Lord that he henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind having the understanding darkened being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart Uh huh. so here Paul is talking to Christians wow you understand and so he's saying so let's not uh, of course he's kind of 
you know, putting an emphasis uh, and he's saying, you know, I testify in the Lord. And that's why he's continuing to talk this. He says, henceforth walk not as the Gentiles walk. Now, how do the Gentiles walk? That means ones who, who haven't received Christ. You understand? Mm-hmm. And not born again. Now, how do they walk? And the first thought is like, oh, they go clubbing. They do this. You understand? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they have sex here. They do that. See, our mind goes right to those things because that's what we were programmed, you know, by Christianity to think. Mm. But here it's very clear. It says they are walking, not as Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind. See, Paul is concerned about how your mind, whether it is renewed or is or it's still going according to your old man. Mm. You understand? And so when we start walking in the vanity of mind, which is basically you're valuing all the natural things that your five senses and your carnal mind tells you is real and not valuing God and God's word. And then see what happens is when you when you start doing that, it says your, your understanding becomes darkened. Mm. See, instead of the mind being renewed or enlightened, mm-hmm. actually a born-again person's mind can be darkened in certain areas. You understand? Yes. That means when your mind is darkened, you experience the fruit of the darkness. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I was talking about, you know, uh, the two camps, one of faith and the other one is of death or of fear. So as your mind is darkened in certain areas, you start experiencing death, whether it's a fear, whether it is, you know, any of those negative qualities I was talking about before. So once your mind is darkened, then you become alienated from the life of God. Now, he's not saying you're alienated from God because the Bible says, you know, nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And it also says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So we are not going to be alienated from God. It's very clear here. It says alienated from the life of God. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing in John 10, 10. You know, the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life and life in abundance. See, that life in abundance, you can be alienated from. That means you can be separated from that, not because God wants you to be separated. He Mm -hmm. died for you to have that life. But when your mind is darkened, because you're walking in the vanity of your mind, like the Gentiles, now you start experiencing all those fears and worries and anxieties and depression and sorrows that the Gentiles you understand experience mm-hmm. so here we'll continue later on but you know it's very clear there's a process that we are going through even as a born again christian
Well, there's no way we could have a class about the born-again life without listening to that classic song from Simon Rugley. Melvin, I know you could teach for hours, if not days, on this topic of living the born-again life, but we just have a few minutes left for you to wrap up. Okay, so Simon, uh, uh, we were just talking about Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 17 and 18. And now these two verses are, are, are key uh, in order for us to experience mm-hmm. that life that Christ has given us. Because most of the things, you know, the Bible says, uh, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Mm-hmm. So everything that comes into your life, it's coming from your heart. And now before it comes into your heart, the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Mm-hmm. So the way you start thinking in your heart is starting from your mind. Mm-hmm. And so that's why the Bible says you be renewed in your mind so that you can experience it. So from this verse, we know that you know, as we walk in the vanity of your mind, as the Gentiles do, then our understanding is darkened. Mm. And once that understanding is darkened, we get alienated from the life of God. Mm. You know, Even though you have it, you're not experiencing it. You're not able to access it because now we are walking in a carnal mind, which is enmity against God. And then here it says, um, the reason it happens is because of the ignorance that is in them. Mm-hmm. You know, ignorance is basically not knowing what God's word says. Mm. So to ma- you know, to close up the topic, I know I, I can teach this for six days on the different <laughs> aspects yes. of you know, and I think I already taught some of them when Simon had recorded it. But just to go back is to to really thirst to experience this life. Mm. Otherwise, you're going to go back to heaven when you die and you're going to look back and say, hey, I missed it. Mm. You understand? Jesus went through everything for me, mm. but I missed experiencing it. And it's amazing that, you know, this class has set so many people free, especially some of the single uh, mummies whose husbands have left them or children and they've been in you know, a lot of pain mm. and hurt. But this class just completely renewed their mind. Wow. And they said, look, I am going to experience this life. Mm-hmm. I don't care what my husband did, you understand? Mm-hmm. I, from today, I'm going to experience. And I get wow. emails and phone calls from people from all over the place saying, you know, how now they're experiencing it. And wow. they just want me to know that it was worth it teaching this class. Super. And that's, you know, and that's my goal and my purpose now, right now is to be able to help people get into the groove of experiencing this beautiful dimension. Mm-hmm of faith and love and peace and being seated in heavenly places, having that new identity, knowing who you are in Christ, all of these things will produce that life and you're going to grow. As you step out by faith and experience it, you're going to start having the strength to go to different dimensions of that particular born-again life. Mm. So Simon, thank you so much for having me. Yes. And I'm praying that people will get back into not worrying so much about the Christian behavior, but going for the life that Jesus died for us to have. Thank you so much, Melvin. Did you know you can listen online or download your favorite Nightlight shows, as well as other radio programs and audio inspirations produced at Radioactive Productions? Visit our website today at radioact.org. Well, thanks again to Melvin. I hope you enjoyed the show and will join me again next time for another edition of Nightlight. Bye for now.